one family, you created all human beings equal in dignity. Pour forth into our hearts a fraternal spirit and inspire in us a dream of renewed encounter, dialogue, justice, and peace. Move us to create healthier societies and a more dignified world, a world without hunger, poverty, violence, and war. May our hearts be open to all the peoples and nations of the earth. May we recognize the goodness and beauty that you have sown in each of us and thus forge bonds of unity, common projects, and shared dreams. Amen. Good evening or good morning, everyone, depending on which side of the world you are in as you join this live Zoom event hosted by the Athenians for Social Justice. I would like to welcome everyone, especially those who are here for the first time and our faithful followers who have been here since the beginning in June. My name is Donna Sermeno Flynn, and I am one of the conveners of the Athenians for Social Justice, a movement against racism. ASJ was founded on June 4, 2020, in response to the murder of George Floyd. More than 300 individuals, mostly through Jesuit networks, have signified support for the movement since then. Over the last six months, the ASJ has hosted eight Zoom events. The most recent one was organized in October and it was focused on church guidelines for Catholic voters. Our distinguished speakers for today's panel discussion come from different sectors, but what is common among them is their passion and commitment to break barriers and build bridges with not just for the people in the margins or the peripheries of society. Before we proceed with the panel discussion, I would like to give some housekeeping rules. Please remain on mute during the presentation to minimize background noise. Please post questions or comments in the chat area and they will be addressed at the end of the presentation. In the event of an emergency and we would need to end the meeting, please stand by and we will provide you with a new meeting ID and password via your email. I am very proud to introduce our four speakers who will lead us to, this, to a discussion on NASA Lailayan, breaking barriers and building bridges through church, business, academe, and the non-government organization. So our first speaker will be Miko Perez. He is founder and CEO of Ayana, an award-winning fintech startup that provides affordable and accessible digital financial services to the next billion people in the world's emerging middle class. Prior to becoming an overaged entrepreneur, internet entrepreneur, Miko had stints as a private equity investment manager in Singapore and as an investment banker at JP Morgan in San Francisco, California. 
He was part of the founding team of Chica, a mobile instant messaging startup where he helped in expanding to China, India, Japan, and the U.S. prior to Chica's acquisition by PLDT. Having begun his career as a community organizer in rural Philippines, Miko is passionate about combining finance and technology to build better communities. Miko holds a Bachelor of Science in Management with honors and a BA in Development Studies with honors and Award for Excellence from the Ateneo de Manila University and MBA from the Harvard Business School. Miki, Miko, welcome. Can you wave? <laughs> Hello, hi. <laughs> Thank you, Donna, for the very kind introduction. Yeah. And our second, <laughs> yeah. and our second presenter is Tess Tuason. Tess is a full professor, clinical director, and a licensed psychologist at the University of North Florida. North Florida. Tess was born and raised in the Philippines, where she learned resilience of spirit and using one's personal power for transformative teaching and research. She came to the U.S. for her Ph.D. in counseling psychology at University at Albany, State University of New York, and she did her internship and postdoctoral fellowship at the University of Utah. She has received several awards, such as the Outstanding Graduate Teaching Award in 2009 and 2019, the Susan B. Anthony Award in 2011, and the Outstanding Faculty Scholarship Award in 2012, among others. Because of her love for the Philippines, she conducts research in Philippines' poverty determinants, its consequences, the influence of cultural values, ways of coping, and effective ways for upward mobility. Through teaching, research, and practice, she continues to work to give the undeserved a voice, underserved a voice, and to make the face of the poor and marginalized more concrete, palpable, and within reach of alleviation efforts. Welcome, Tess. Thank you. Happy to be here. Haya Bendanya is graduated as 2019 valedictorian and university, university Student Council from the Ateneo de Manila University. She was recognized as the youngest bridging leadership cohort of Asian Institute of Management in 2017. Most Outstanding Jose Rizal Model Student of the Philippines in 2018, and 10 Outstanding Student of the Philippines National Finalist in 2019. Haya does research, coalition organizing, and crisis response for a more just and compassionate world. She has demonstrated experience in mobilizing sectoral responses as lead political convener during her university years and as a humanitarian worker with the Jesuit Refugee Services Against Sex and Labor Trafficking. She is currently a collective impact organizer for We Solve Incorporated, a development consulting organization that creates well-scoped spaces 
for systemic action and impact. Through the Move as One Coalition, Haya is now organizing for a more inclusive, safer, and humane public transportation system in the Philippines. She's also a research consultant for Restart Microenterprises, helping small and medium social enterprises recover from the tragedy of the pandemic. So we're hoping Haya will be able to uh, work out her internet problems and she will be joining us. And last but not the least is Father Albert Alejo, SJ. He is a faculty member of the Sociology and Anthropology Department at the Ateneo de Manila University. Padding Bert, as we most of us know him, obtained his MA and PhD in Social Anthropology from the University of London School of Oriental and African Studies. His areas of specialization include social anthropology, corruption and violence, and formation of social conscience, intercultural and interreligious dialogue, social research, and creative writing. He holds an MA in theology and in philosophy from Ateneo de Manila University and a, and a bachelor's degree in philosophy from the University of Santo Tomas. When Padding Bert is not busy teaching, giving lectures, or writing books or poems, he is also busy planting trees and vegetables and inspiring us to find God in the ordinary chores that we do. Welcome, Padding Bert. <laughs> and so we shall start with Miko now. Magandang umaga sa inyong lahat at magandang gabi doon sa nasa kabila ng ng ano ng daigdig. So I'm as uh, Donna mentioned, my name's Miko. Um Ateneo uh class of 88 uh, and I graduated uh in with management and a, a double degree in development studies. I also also as a member of the Ateneo Student Catholic Action along with some of along with the Dr. Tess and also some of the other participants, and so I'm happy to see my friends from Ateneo days, and um, and uh, happy to see that there's enough Ateneans who are interested in social justice. Yeah, uh, well, uh, so 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 I uh, Haya actually, who's the youngest member of the panel, was the one who gave us the framework, and so what I'd like to say is sort of. Uh, what I wanted to talk about is how, how we see the world and how we, we can respond in, 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 in making this a better world. No? So I'll share my screen. Let's see. Parang so nawala yung ano ko eh. Sorry, I'm having some uh, internet issues ah. Sandali lang. I think I'm going to figure this out. We promise you we practice this. <laughs> yeah. 
Nasa space, nasa space ka kasi, Miko. <laughs> oh, Intergalactic. So, uh, oh, nagka-problema ang ano, PLDT hanggang ngayon. <laughs> Ate ka. No, you know, I think the problem is my internet's kind of, I know, You want me to go ahead? Yeah, yeah, please test. Baby no, I was just saying, para, ano, para you have time to... Yes, okay, ito, ano. Okay, asige. Asige. So, I'll go ahead uh, while Miko is trying to um, fix fix his um, internet and trying to, okay? Donna, okay lang? I'll, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll go ahead. Yeah, okay. of course. All right. Okay. So, I was going, okay, now let me see if I could share my screen. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So Nasa Lai Lion, creating change in my film world in the academe. I think who I'm speaking to would be the people who are not in the Philippines, who are in the hyphen, very much like me, who are Filipino-Americans, Filipino-Australians, Filipino-Germans. Um, and, and, um, and I wanted to see how it is, how, how is it that we can share and how is it that we can change the world we're living in even when we are living in the hyphen okay and so this is what i wanted to uh, situate ourselves or at least to let you know where i'm coming from that's why i said where what what is the world that i'm in but being hyphenated what are the worlds i am in right um i i live in the hyphen and I did research on uh, trying to look for, trying to make meaning of that identity. Am I Filipino or am I American? Am I living in the combination of both worlds? That's what our Filipino-Americans were saying. Or am I Filipino at heart and being American is circumstantial? Is it a gift and a task? Or is it a crisis and a confusion? Like, I don't know where I belong. And you know, owning, owning that I am living in between those worlds and owning that I am at home where my heart is makes all the difference in the world because then I, I, I don't feel like an imposter in both worlds, but I feel like I will own this power and I will be, and I will be, ident I will identify myself in terms of who, uh, I am in, the, in that hyphen. I, so I'm living in between. Um, I, I, do, I, I take my, use my leverage of where I'm living now here in the US and I'm doing all that I can in terms of research or health or, and, and family, of course, um, in the Philippines, right? It's like, um, and even in my own personal life, I live, in, I live with three different cultures. My husband's German, I'm Filipino, my kids are American, right? And so it's like really having to go through and thread through um, all those different um, cultures. 
but also then that that calling that I am home where my heart is, right? And so what are the injustices of our worlds, of, my, of these worlds? I see it as a lot of poverty, not just resources, right? Poverty, there's poverty. We know the poverty in the Philippines. There's also poverty in the US. And it's, and especially with what's going on right now, it really exposes that poverty in terms of resources. Resources meaning truth, resources right meaning even housing resources even safety you know um i will never forget uh when i come from a very poor family but when when um i went back to the philippines in 2000 and we were in the grocery in uh, but in the grocery in katipunan and i was trying to buy chicken and i was waiting there and then there was a boy who came with five pesos and then so I said, Shanamuna, just just serve him first because he came ahead of me. And then the, the sales lady, uh, the lady in the grocery just said, No, 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 ikaw, I'll serve you. He always comes every day and he just buys bones. And that's what they uh -huh. live with bones, you know, to, to just make sopas, to make soup, sometimes with rice, sometimes with noodles. And then, of course, my heart was breaking. I know how to live, I, I know poverty. But when we're always reminded of it, it's more like, oh gosh, how can we, how can we live? No? How can we like, live that way? So that evening, of course, I bought a whole chicken for this boy, but that's just one day. And, and he's buying these things for his, for his family. So anyway, I just wanted to just show that the poverty in resources in the US is very different from the poverty in resources in the Philippines. But we also have a lot of, there's also in both worlds, a lot of poverty of leadership, of good leadership, right? Uh, there's a lot of the injustices, a lot of things that are happening in both worlds. And it's almost like very disheartening when you cannot anymore know what the truth is or where the truth is um, hidden or the truth is, uh, is silenced. And there's a lot of poverty in terms of compassion. So I did this study on uh, um, those who are poor, a qualita qualitative study of uh, Philippine poverty, and looked at how Filipinos who were born poor stayed poor, and how Filipinos who were born poor became rich, right? And you know what? There's not many differences in terms of... Um, in terms of inspiration, in terms of perseverance, in terms of belief in God, in terms of helping each other. The main difference is really suerte. It's really good timing. It's really because a lot of the poverty in the Philippines is, well, you know, this is a lot institutionalized, right? And then the last, in terms of like the world that I'm in, is mental health. I, I deal with a lot of pain, a lot of trauma and brokenness and grief. And that's universal, right? It's um, where, wherever, uh, wherever we are. And, and for people who are hyphenated, in this study on uh, the Pinoy Ako scale, what was very prominent is however long you are, wherever you're living, if you're living in Australia or if you're living in the US, however long you have been here, there's always sacrifices you're making every day. Uh, living in a foreign land, right? So, so I just, I just um, wanted to show, uh, wanted to situate where where we are and the world that we're in, or at least the world that I'm in. But 
when I came here to the U.S. and I went to my, um, uh, okay, from, from the U.S. I went back to the Philippines and taught there. And then I had to come back here in the U.S. I went to my very generous and wealthy sponsor and said, I cannot, it's just not working here. I need to go and go back to the Philippines. Everything that I was learning in the U.S., I was told not to teach. You know, don't teach anything that you've learned in the U.S. So go, coming back, uh, I'm sorry, everything that I learned in the U.S., I cannot teach back in the Philippines. That was the days where they were not open um, for anything that was new. And so I, when I went to her and I said, you know, I need to go back to the, to the U.S. and serve there. And you know what she said, and I will never forget this, Tess, if you want to serve, people are people wherever they are. And that's the leverage that I'm using. I'm using the leverage that I have here, the resources I have here to serve um, the Philippines. So what am I doing to build these, um, these worlds? Okay, what we learned, um, I just wanted to share a little bit of what we learned from the US elections. I know the US election, uh, the Philippine elections are is coming up very, very soon, right? I think the biggest thing is to go out and vote. There are 5 million, only 5 million voters difference between Biden and Trump. Only 5 million and a lot of those in the 5 million are first time voters. So there was a big hope, you know, big hope that that good would prevail. And what we're learning from Trump is to have a voice. It's all has been that uh, at least in these past years that the voice the voice of the bully, the voice of the one with a lot of privilege is the one that's louder because that's the one that's always in social media or whatever in our world. It's always that that's there. And I think for us, we, there is a part that we need to proclaim that, that part of, uh, of, our, of our duty is we need to proclaim the good. We need to celebrate the good. We need to put it out there. And then I added what we are learning from COVID is to bring us back to the essentials, right? This, the, in terms of like simplicity, to be intentional. I did research on this too with the three P's, pause, to connect with people. Now, you, now, now it's like we can be intentional with the people who we, who we love, who, we, who we've served, and who we want to surround our lives with, and purpose, to go back to our purpose now that we are feeling all very vulnerable, we're going back to, okay, what's the purpose in our lives, right? And I think for a lot of us is the need to be bearers of hope and joy and truth to each other, especially during COVID. So what will I gain with a better world? Life, right? To see all these children, to see, to have hope and life and to enable people so that then poverty doesn't become a barrier to dreams, to be able to vote, to be able to love and to live. And so what do, what am I doing in my world? And what is it that I'm, what, so I'm going to challenge you. What are your doables? And I'm going to present you, what are my doables? My doables is grounding, grounding myself because to me, what I value is authenticity of heart and to praise God in my life, prayer, journaling, self-care, having fun and joy and love. And, in, and there's a part of me that, there's a big part of me that desires justice. And so my, my role is being a whistleblower. There's a lot of injustices at work, 
I am I am discriminated against being this small brown woman um, in academe in research, and I I want even in this is in Chicago. I was just walking uh, a, a truck full of like five men, and there was one who just said "fuck you," go back to your world, you know, just right at me, and I thought, oh my gosh, I was just shaking. But that's that's. That's the world we live in, right? There's we we just need to keep standing up and to and to be empowered. And I and also being a whistleblower in my research questions. I I think that's my that's my leverage. Um, a lot of that is in terms of being a, a professor in academe is I answer the questions that I want to answer, right? I I seek these questions that will make a better world. And in mental health, of course, a lot of the biggest thing is compassion to the most vulnerable. So I do a private practice in counseling. I teach counselors, do volunteer work, domestic violence for women, and then parenting. We raise the best that we could. That's the only thing that we could do, right? Okay, so I wanted to challenge you. What is your you doable? And that's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Miko, thank you, Tess. Miko <laughs> yeah. is now ready. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, and I think Melanie will help me by sharing her screen. Uh, so she has uh, access to my slide. Thank you. Thank you, Tess. Thank you. So, um, Melanie, are you sh are you sharing the screen already? Yeah. Let me. I can try to do it if you like. Yeah, night's coming. Yeah. Okay, can you see? Okay. Oh. Yes, hi. So again, I'm Miko Perez of class of 88 and 89, a member of the Ateneo Student Catholic Action. And uh, as uh, Donna mentioned, I'm a business person. I. I'm an entrepreneur, uh, an overaged in internet entrepreneur. But before that, I actually started out as a community organizer uh, right after graduating from Ateneo and then ended up like doing a lot of agribusiness in rural Philippines, like in places like uh, what is now called Compostela Valley, which used to be Davao del Norte, Bacolod, and Aurora. So that was uh, in my younger days. And then I ended up uh, going to uh, business school. And then after business school, uh, that's the internet caught on. So I figured I have to figure out how to, to, um, to, I, I, to understand the internet. And so I ended up uh, uh, getting involved in a startup uh, internet company and that was sold. And now I'm running a company called Ayana. It's a FinTech company, uh, financial technology. Um, and, um, and so my view at this stage in my career, as they say in, uh, in Shakespeare, this is the third act, right? So what I try to do is like kind of combine my experience working with communities, my experience with finance and technology. How do you build, how do you use finance and technology to build better communities? So that's what I do. That's my day job. Uh, and also on the side, I help out uh, friends like Paring Bert here in his apostolic work and uh, in uh, and also uh, other friends in the Philippines who 
who are working to uh, promote peace and social justice in the Philippines. So, so uh, uh, Melanie, can you change to the first slide? So, so I'm here to talk about using the framework that uh, our our young colleague Haya uh, put together. So I'm here to talk about uh, four things: what is the world we live in, and what is the world we want and what's our role in 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 building that world and what can we do specifically as a in in our own circle of influence or in our uh, our own state of life and our uh also our our field of work no or in endeavor so what is the world we live in i must say there's much to be desired in the world we live in uh our democracy here in the philippines is being degraded we are flooded with the uh, fake news and gaslighting. The press is being repressed. The po opposition is harassed. Human rights are being trampled with impunity. And this is most glaring in the rampant and extrajudicial killings that continue to this day. It hasn't stopped. And widespread corruption, ineptitude, and negligence is now the norm in the government here. And really, the stench of moral decay pervades throughout society, but more so in our own so-called public servants. No? So, and, and yes, the economy has indeed grown in the past uh, de decade, but only the rich and the corrupt have really benefited. No? So poverty and inequality remain a chronic problem. COVID has really aggravated the suffering of the poor. I mean... The incidence of hunger, uh, hung, hunger, poverty has really climbed, and uh, it's really, it's really affecting the poorest of poor uh, much severely. I mean, uh, we personally are very lucky. You know, we're part of the one percent or the the ten percent that's uh, pretty much insulated from the ravages of COVID. But if uh, if you go to the urban poor communities in Malila, it's really there's. Not only are they exposed to the to the pandemic, to the illness, but also because of the lockdown. The I mean, they've lost jobs, lost livelihood. mga palengke vendors wala nang bumibili sa kanila, uh, and you know, people who had blue collar work in construction or have not been able to work. So, uh, on a societal level and actually a global level, uh, unfettered capitalism or the the pursuit of profit and uh, irresponsible utilization of resources has also led to environmental degradation and it really has become a climate crisis and again the climate crisis has, has affects the poor disproportionately just now just in the past month the philippines uh experience was battered by three uh typhoons in 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 rapid sequence no and um and and again these are very unusual times. Normally, at this time of year, the typhoons are there. It's no longer the typhoon season, but as the as the Pacific Ocean warms up, there's going to be a lot more late season typhoons that will batter the eastern part of the Philippines, Samar, Leyte, the Bicol region, Aurora, and even Cagayan Valley. So, so I don't know if you've heard the news, but it, it's been incredibly. Uh, the damage has been severe in uh, in all parts of Luzon and and uh, and the Visayas region, and that's going to keep going. I think the Philippines is one of the most vulnerable when it comes to climate change and a warming planet. No, 
And uh, sadly, on a cultural level, uh, our society is even more divided now. Not just between the haves and the have-nots, but also between what I call an artificial us versus them. Yung kami laban sa inyo, ganon. Concocted by a populist authoritarian who rules by the use of propaganda and intimidation. So it's actually quite, I would say, depressing. And I'm sorry I have to start my presentation with this. But uh, uh, Melanie, if you can change the next slide. But I think uh, it's a challenge for us to build the world that we want to have. So uh, personally, uh, I don't know about all of you, but this is not the world I want my children to inherit. And uh, I remember sometime in July 2016, we would normally have the newspapers delivered. And then we would have uh, the newspaper, the Daily Inquirer, uh, in on our dining table. And then my daughter, who was around eight or nine years old at the time, was saying, because the front page of the Inquirer was the bod of someone who was just extrajudicially killed, no? And my daughter was saying, Dad, are they going to ch kill children too? And so that's when really it hit me personally uh, that uh, this is really not the way it should be. And so uh, that really drives me on a personal level to try to do my what I can to build a better world for my children. Unfortunately, it's not perfect up to now and uh, and there's a lot to be done. So I'd love to have my children live in a free, full, uh, and inclusive society where everyone lives a dignified life. Yung walang iwanan, as uh, as they say, uh, and everyone has the opportunity to maximize their human potential, free from hunger, poverty, ignorance, oppression, violence, and conflict. Uh, I also want my children to inherit a renewed planet where people are actively healing and protecting the natural world and where stewardship is not the exception but the rule. So uh, uh, next slide, please. What are we doing to build this world? As business people, I'm speaking as a business person, uh, but it also applies to you know people in corporate careers, professionals, uh, what can we do? For business leaders and, and entrepreneurs, uh, we can start by ensuring that we measure our success through what I call a quadruple bottom line. Not only should we strive for profit, but we need to make sure that we have a positive impact in the communities that we work in. And also, we work towards improving the quality of life of our employees and to strive not just to be sustainable, but to work to heal and renew the planet. Um, then I, my view is, my, in my opinion, we cannot just stop there. We have to be active citizens, promoting freedom, democracy, human rights, social justice, and environmental regeneration. In all our actions inside the workplace and in society, we need to have a preferential option for the poor, the marginalized and the oppressed, and partner with them to build a peaceful and just society. So it's important that we look at it as a partnership rather than as a kawanggawa. Um, and um, and in, in our line of work and what we're doing in my company, Ayana, what we're doing is trying to help build micro enterprises and uh, connecting them digitally so that they can actually Get, have better control over their financial 
you know, for their finances and in effect increase their incomes and livelihood. So, but I see it more as a partnership rather than as here I am coming from Ateneo, coming from Harvard, telling people what to do. So I really would, I think part of, of uh, this uh, building bridges is uh, more than just offering solutions, but I think initially just listening and learning from, from the people who are victims of these structures now. So uh, next slide, please, Melanie. So what will you, what will we gain if we achieve this peaceful and just world? Seems like a utopia, no? like a kingdom of God where peaceful, socially just, and uh, the people living in harmony with nature, uh, inclusive, you know, uh, everyone's having equal opportunity to maximize their potential as human beings and to live a dignified love. No? So, um, well, sadly, I believe that this, the, in, the injustice and the environmental degradation has reached a point that if we, we have no choice but to act, if we want to avoid this irreversible decline into what I call a dystopia of conflict and crisis, where no one really is a winner, everyone is a loser. If you just see the videos of, of um, Marikina, which is very close to home, no? Very close, it's just like five kilometers down the road from where I live, or even further up uh, a field in Cagayan Valley or in Bicol where Haya is now, you see no, one, no one's really uh, insulated from the climate crisis. Mayaman o hindi, tatamaan tayo And it's not just the Philippines, I'm sure. You probably see it in maybe even Dr. Tess in Florida. I know that uh, because of a warming planet, I mean, there's hurricanes affecting the coastal uh, cities of Florida. And, uh, and, and, and in, in California, I know there's wildfires that are uh, affecting, uh, uh, I mean, California and drought. So everywhere you go, the signs are there. And so, but uh, so, I mean, it seems like it's very depressing. And I really think there's an urgency to act. It's no longer about just uh, half measures. We really have to act because I think time is running out and it could, you know, and, but the thing is, I hope uh, I don't, people don't despair because what I, what I'm asking you to, what, what we have to help build is not just some unrealistic pipe dream or some utopia or some un unattainable kingdom of God. You know, there are societies that have achieved very high levels of human development while being in harmony with nature. And some of you are lucky enough to have moved to those countries already. Uh, but no matter where you are, there'll be no escaping the scorched earth of a warming planet and the social conflict and suffering that is inevitable if only a few benefit from squandering the planet's resources. So... Next slide, please. Where are we in the picture? What can we do? In my humble opinion, it's not enough to have a personal prayer life and to do works of charity and mercy. One has to work to bring down these uh, unjust social structures and work for peace, justice, and the renewal of the earth. So in the Philippines, and as, as uh, you Americans have shown, uh, you know, democracy is a f and freedom is a gift and it was paid for with blood and suffering, so we need to protect it. 
And uh, dictatorship is a bad thing. So evil people are stealing our children's future. So what can we do? Well, number one, be concerned, right? I mean, apathy helps the oppressor. So we have to learn to be good, active citizens. Uh, so, and number two, be critical. So we got to learn how to find the truth amid the propaganda. There's so much fake news and untruth and gaslighting that, uh, you know, before we can really act, we have to really build, develop critical thinking. Uh, it's really shocking how how there's a, such an abject uh, lack of critical thinking now in the world. It's really shocking that people are still denying some of these things that are so obviously, that's really in your face. No? Um, and, but, it, but unfortunately, that's, I don't know how these echo chambers of social media have, have created this like a pockets of, not just pockets, but like uh, uh, lakes and uh, oceans of, uh, of denial and disbelief. No? So, and then lastly, I think we got to get committed. Like, um, you know, I, I think uh, we're all from different parts of the world. So my, my suggestion, get involved, join a circle of trust, people that you trust, and work with others to build a community of active citizens. And more importantly, support those who are actively in change-making. So, so that's why I'm here. I'm supporting Paring Bert, who, who is one of those uh, voices in the wilderness that is trying trying their his best to to do something i really want to support uh, uh, the younger generation like haya who's doing uh, who's working hard also to to change the situation um uh, I, I i don't want to accept myself just because of age no nagbibiroan kami kanina na kami sa Lompas Gang na, no? pang, pang uh, Centrum Silver na ang iniinom namin. Pero si Haya, naka-cherifer with zinc pa, yung pampatangkad. <laughs> Pero, uh, so I think, at least my, in my personal sta stage of life, I want to support the younger generation of Filipinos. You know, the median age of the Philippines is 24 years old. So I would say most of the voters who will vote in 2022 our first-time voters, maybe something similar to the U.S., no? And so, so what I am committing to do as a business person who have some somehow influence in my own circle of influence will try my best to support the younger generation of Filipinos because they really they really need to protect and claim their inheritance, no? So, so lastly, some parting words. Uh, there's a Italian philosopher named Antonio Gramsci, and he said that every time I, I despair about what's going on in the Philippines, I, I remember this uh, quote from Antonio Gramsci, the old world is dying and the new world struggles to be born. So now is the time of monsters. So in the Philippines, we have our monsters. In the U.S., you have your monsters. Thankfully, you were able to get rid of one. Uh, and but I think it's in a way maybe it's a sign of of good things that are gonna happen, right? Uh, also, from the great uh, Mahatma Gandhi, you know, uh, these uh, tyrants and murderers may seem invincible, but in the end they will always fall. And lastly, uh, you know, from uh, from the new generation of change makers, uh, Greta Thunberg, you know, activism works. So time to act and so so my commitment as a as a business person and as a father 
is to support the next generation in trying to build this new world, this new, hopefully, kingdom of God on earth. Thank you very much. Thank you, Miko. And now we let's hear from Haya. I hope Haya did not get kicked out with the internet. Haya, are you here? Hello, po. Yes. Yes. We do. Yeah, we do. Hello, po. Yes. Okay, good. Hi. Okay, okay. Sige po. Yes. Um, hello po. It's been a month since we have electricity. So salamat po for your understanding in my internet situation. I will do audio because my mobile signal po can't sustain the bandwidth of videos. I might be disconnected but I will keep connecting back. Um, for now po, okay lang po ba if I request everyone to turn off their cameras? It will help po in the bandwidth. <laughs> Thank you so much po. Okay, game. Um, I'm not here for a formal talk. I'm here to tell stories. Um, my story has three chapters. First chapter, what is the world we are in? I am 21 years old. I've been on earth for two decades. And for the past two decades, I did not like what I see. I still don't like what I see. The world we are in, it's broken. It's violent. It's cruel. What is there to like? When I was in elementary, my grandmother po, the father's side, was killed by a motor vehicle. We wanted to file a case, but we are poor. My father is a jeepney driver. My mother earns below minimum wage. You know what happened to the murderer? He gave us 10,000 pesos or $200 for our silence. And... I am still angry at my parents for not fighting back. When I was in high school, my grandmother on the mother's side died at 54, three days before my graduation, because three hospitals refused to operate on her without down payment. I was there with her in the ICU, waiting for the line to be flat. And even then after, it took us days to get her remains home because we couldn't really pay the hospital expenses up front. They wouldn't give us back my grandmother's body without full payment. When I was in college, my father's jeepney was phased out even before the modernization policy was even passed. We lost our source of livelihood. Our jeepney drivers had a strike, but Ateneo, our alma mater, did not suspend classes. This was actually the first time I went viral. It wasn't during graduation um, when I was already valedictorian. It was when I condemned the university and yes, condemned for failing to stand in solidarity with workers on strike. I didn't understand why the academic calendar was more important than amplifying the voices of people like my father. After college, I did refugee work and handled cases of sex and labor trafficking in Southeast Asia. The survivors became my friends, survivors of rape, of physical abuse, of slavery. 
this was what waited for me after graduation. And these are not just simple stories. I'm talking about my friend from Africa who was sold after the war to China, who served three families only sleeping two hours every day and not being given enough food for her to sustain herself, who is constantly being abused by all of her amos because she's Black. And there really is no one else for her to talk to because she couldn't speak the language. I'm talking about that same woman who at that time was 14 years old, who upon the expiration of her visa in China was shipped off to Cambodia and was left there for around a year just begging in the streets and being another victim of another round of human trafficking because there was nothing to eat. I'm talking about those people. I'm talking about the survivors who have really no one else to turn to, who really have no family. See, people and I really sometimes see the world differently. Sunshine and kindness and wonder and love, you know, all these things. But the world has been cruel to me. I see it in its violence, in its cruelty, and its brokenness. And this is the world I am changing, and we will change it. This is the world that I am trying to build. I want a world where my justice, where justice for my grandmother is not worth $200. I want a world where my grandmother afforded healthcare and actually lived. I want a world where even elite universities stand in solidarity with the cause of our masses, not because it's only inconvenient or convenient for them. I want a world where young girls like me are not victims of sex and labor trafficking, are not raped, are not bitten, and are not sold into slavery. I want a world where my suffering is not considered inspirational, but something to change, something that shouldn't happen. Ito po yung mundo na gusto ko. And we are still so far away from that world. It seems so different. It seems so new. And right now with election season, right now with the tide of politics, it's so far away. And the more it helps, the more it's hard for me to continue hoping. But I hope. And I'm, what am I doing? What are we doing to build this world? Like this. I continue to speak truth to power. I continue to be unafraid. I continue to challenge authority. I've received so many death threats already, even of politicians who are threatened that I will run into office. Some of them, well, one of them has actually... Um, passed a resolution to declare me persona non grata in his own province. And these are the people I'm dealing with. These are the people who, even if that person is already, what, six decades, four decades older than I am, he will continue to be intimidated by young children, by people like me, who will continue to speak truth to his power, who will continue to expose his corruption. And a lot of people are suffering like me, who even if we want to correct the injustices of this world, are being faced by bureaucracy, are being intimidated, are being threatened by politicians and families and businesses in power. We are tired with that. I want to work with results. And I know that my strength includes waking people up from their slumber, angering those who need to be angered, and delivering results. And as much as, as, as I dislike institutions, I know that I cannot change the world without them. Just last week, for example, we met with Congressman Claudine Bautista, the new chair of the PUV Modernization Program, to tell her 
what exactly our treatment drivers need and to tell her that for the past months, they haven't been delivering. For the past years, they've been leaving our treatment drivers behind. Makulit lang po talaga ako. And I'm really... I'm a ball of sunshine. I am. I, I, I am hoping. I, I love people. But at the same time, I am so angry and no one can blame me for it. I refuse to apologize for my anger. I refuse to apologize for being so bad, for feeling so bad about this country, for being broken, for, for condemning the cruelty and all the violence that we are experiencing right now. Because unlike other people, I, don't, I didn't see it in in books. I didn't see it in essays. I didn't read it anywhere. I know suffering because my grandmother died. Two of them died, in fact. I know suffering because my grandmother still haven't received justice. I know suffering because my father lost his income. I know suffering because my friend was raped. I know suffering because I have to deal with these people and with these cases every day. And I want to change that. What will you do? What can we gain if we change this world? I'm not sure about others, but really, kasama po ako nila Ate Tess, kasama ako nila Sir Nico, nila Sir the Father Bird. I want a less broken and more loving world. I want to live a world that is better than what I inherited. Because for two decades, I am already... I just wondered how other people could live long and long and long for more decades without really being this angry and this condemn. <laughs> it's it's really hard. Okay, what what can we do? Where are you in the picture? Um, what can we do together? Right now, po, to be honest, there are a lot of youth groups. You can trust us. The youth groups, uh, the youth organizations are delivering. We are standing for climate justice. We are standing against corruption. We are standing for transparency in government. We are standing for good governance. Standing for a lot of value. We are organizing mobilizing. We are doing sleepless to, be to contribute to the nation and this country and change this world. What we need right now is for you to support us. We want, we need you to, to help us bridge connections. We don't know people who are in power. We don't know the middle managers. We don't have access to uh, the middle bureaucrats in government. But if we do, a lot of the change and policy lobbying we will do will be a lot better, will be a lot faster, will be a lot easier. We need those connections. We are starting from scratch and we are building ourselves. But really, change is long overdue. It's been decades, it's been centuries of slavery, of violence, of cruelty. We want to end that. And as day and day passes by, we continue to have new forms of violence, new forms of cruelty. When will it stop? Naputol ata si Haya. Um, can you hear us, um, Donna? I can hear you, Melanie. Okay. 
Hello po, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Actually po, yun na po yun. In conclusion. <laughs> In conclusion po, um, we need you to support us. Um, we do, Right now, sometimes we do feel alone. We feel that we don't have allies anymore. And and sometimes the older activists, for example, um, see us as idealistic, see us as just people who keep on speaking without really delivering results, see us as people who have no responsibilities yet, who have no families, so they can go on and change the world. But really, we, we acknowledge that sometimes we are idealistic, but I think that's what we need right now. We need people who will continue believing despite all the cruelty and brokenness in this world. And we would really, really, really appreciate for you to stand with us. Salamat po! Thank you, Haya. That was a moving um, speech. So now let us go to Father Albert. Father Albert will be our uh, last presenter for this evening. Paring Bert. Hello. Uh, magandang umaga, magandang gabi. Ewan uh, ko, naiyak naman ako. <laughs> naiyak naman ako kaya. <clears throat> uh, nung una, sabi ko, uh, Miko, Buti na lang, hindi ka nagpare. Baka nasira ka pa. <laughs> Katulad ng marami <laughs> sa amin, kami. <laughs> si Tess, napaka-inspiring. Tapos si, si Haya, talagang ano. Kung meron man akong isang planong doable ngayon, it's to support uh, our group, especially uh, Haya. No? Now, <clears throat> um, yung yung topic natin ay barrier, dinatanong ko, uh, sabi ko, hindi na ako magpa-PowerPoint. Uh, <clears throat> dinatanong ko, ano yung barrier na kailangan harapin? Ang, ang lumilitaw sa akin yung barrier na andyan-dyan na eh. Andyan-dyan na yung mga sitwasyon. Andyan-dyan yung mga principles, lalo na nanggagaling ako bilang pare, simbahan, Andiyan na yung data, andiyan na yung stories, andiyan na yung situation, andiyan na yung dugo, andiyan na yung sugat, andiyan na yung daing, andiyan na yung boses, andiyan na yung mga ano, sigaw. Andiyan din yung mga prinsipyo, andiyan ang gaganda ng mga turo, Catholic social teachings, Ateneo training. What's the barrier? Ano yung harang? Ano yung pumipigil? Kumbaga sa lalamunan, ano yung bumibikig? Ano yung, bakit Parang kurong sulong pa rin. Bakit? Bakit? Tahimik. Hindi, hindi sapat. Hindi sapat. No? Uh, yun yung siguro tinatanong ko. Ngayon, uh, nireview ko yung ano, no? nireview ko yung core values na nakikita ko sa iba't ibang Ateneo. Napunta na ako sa Ateneo de Davao, sa Sambuanga, sa Cagendor, Ateneo de Manila. Uh, naga, hindi masyado. Pero, Uh, talk lang. Ano yung limilitaw ng mga core values daw na sa Ateneo? Competence, the functional self, conscience, the moral self, character, psycho-emotional self, community, social self, compassion. Sa ano, Miss Culture pa. Sabi ko, ang ganda yung mga siyo, competence, conscience, character, community, compassion. 
Anak, sabi ko, ano yung kulang? Parang sabi ko, baka may isa pang kulang na si, ano yun? Carriage. Yung tapang, tibay ng loob, tatag ng loob, yung lakas ng loob. Kasi it's not enough to be honest. But you have to have the courage to be honest and the courage to demand honesty. It's not enough to be uh, ano, competent. But if you're afraid to, to insist that this is the best technology necessary uh, pa- possible, then tatahimi ka lang eh. Ang dami lang nagtuturo ng moral theology, ng ethics, ng Catholic social teaching, pero hindi nagsasalita. So, Meron pa nagtuturo ng discernment. Pero discern ng discern, nakalagay pa nga sa tarpaulin, uh, discernment means going deep into your innermost desire. Pero sabi ko, yun lang ba yun? What about the needs, objective needs of society? Eh, hindi pala sapat yun. We need courage. Ang problema, dito ngayon, papasok ako dito kay Pope Francis of Assisi, nabang, uh, Pope Francis, <laughs> uh, yung Fratelli Tutti. Sa description niya ng chapter 1, alam mo, tinitignan niya yung sitwasyon, parang description of the country. Sinasabi niya na masyadong madilim ang mundo tapos nagsasara yung mga tao. At ang isa sa mga description niya, no first par- few paragraphs, paragraph number 15, the best way to dominate and control over people, gain control over people is to spread despair and discouragement. That the, you believe that the, that the whole thing is so messy, we cannot change it. We cannot, we cannot even, ano, uh, transform even a corner. Sabi niya, and how the what is what is the technology for doing this, for in, infusing despair and discouragement and uh, immobilized the will. Sabi niya, hyperbole. Oh, sounds. <laughs> Sounds uh, familiar. Extremism, polarization, uh, employing a strategy of ridicule, suspicion, relentless criticism. Sabi ko, parang familiar yan. Ah. Ilang beses nang sinabihan ni Duterte, itong to simbahan, walang kwenta. Itong mga pare, patay nyo na yan, walang silbihan. Na, naunahan kami ganyan eh. At naniniwala nga yung iba, pati ito sinasabi ko, pati church pero oh nga eh, ganun eh. Oh nga eh, the, the church is ganito, ganito. Pati tayo napapaniwala. Yung NGO napaniwala na ano siya, environmentalist. Ang pira naman. Yung, yung na, ano, na, sabi niya, nasuppress yung pag-iisip. Yung sinasabi niya ni, ni Nico, ni Miko, na parang turo to ay yung turo ng logic, pero bakit hindi na-apply? Uh, so, I think that's one very serious barrier that we have to that we have to overcome yung the, the will may mga analysis na may mga data pampihira pero we hide and sabi dito uh, we we hide uh, behind the values like prudence let's be careful let's be fair let's not exaggerate mga ganyan ano uh, pero sa totoo lang yung pala takot o kaya ano, uh, despair, discouragement, na pareho lang naman yan. O sino ipapalit mo? Mga ganyan, ano? Uh, pabayaan mo na lang. Uh, so medyo delikado po yan. 
ang siguro ang challenge dito sa barrier is uh, in nga uh, cultivate courage the will not just the mind not just the skills the niyan ang resulta nito ang sabi ni Pope uh, Francis we need a better kind of politics chapter 5 propakibasa po yung fratelli tutti chapter 5 is entitled better kind of politics ang sabi niya hindi po pwede na basta yung kawanggawa lang sinasabi niya ni ko kanina na charity lang sabi niya charity should go beyond personal acts katulad sa good samaritan you have the good samaritan individual but you also have to maintain a good samaritan institution you cannot just keep on coming back to the same place and every day you see another victim of mauling of matulisan eh kung paano yung good samaritan bumalik sa sunod na araw meron na naman dalawang biktima sumunod na araw pa tatlo na yung biktima hindi na po pwede so charity cannot remain as an individual act kailangan yung polit- uh, personal acts should flow into political acts ang tawag niyan ay ano political love <laughs> merong terminology ngayon si Pope Francis sabi niya kailangan daw yung pagmamahal ay maging political din hindi po pwedeng patingi-tingi lang hindi po ito ngayon ang ano sabi may kaugnayan ang political love sa katotohanan oy paano yan Ah, uh, meron ho isang tukso na kapag kapag natutulungan mo yung biktima ng extrajudicial killing, para bang pwede na yan. Huwag mo nang usisain pa kung sino ang pumapatay, sino nag-uutos pumatay, sino nagbabayad pumatay, sino ang nagmamaneobra ng buong sistema ng pagpatay. Pag natutulungan mo yung rehabilitation, yung drug addict, huwag mo na itanong sino ang utak ng sindikato. Huwag mo na itanong yan. Sabi sa akin, ha, personal, ha, sinabi sa akin ng ibang pare, paring Bert, humanitarian lang tayo. Dapat huwag na tayong pumasok dyan sa political love. Eh ngayon, lumitaw yung Fratelli Tutti. Chapter 5 is the whole thing is actually about political love. Ang pagmamahal, ang pag-ibig, ang pagmamalasakit, ang pagkakawanggawa ay dapat daw epektibo. Bakit? Sa katapusan ng mundo, ang sukatan eh, ano, I was hungry and you, fe- you fed me. So sabihin, when did we see you that? No, when you, when you were an accountant, inayos mo yung accounting system at nabiyayaan yung mga may sakit. Ikaw yung ano, manager, yung administrator ng hospital at ginawa mong policy, tinatanggap mo kahit na kulang ang pambayad. At sabihin, ay, hindi ko alam yun ah. Oo, hindi mo na malayan. Pero you were engaging in political love by putting up institutions of charity that is effective in the whole uh, society. Kaya importante yung technology, importante yung institution build-up, inst- importante yung networking, importante ang uh, administration, sabi nga, importante ang political love. Ngayon, sasabihin mo, eh, kung sino yung nakaupo dyan na Romans chapter 13, kung sino nakaupo, sige na, pabayaan mo na lang. Hindi rin po pwedeng ganon. Bakit? May turo din ng simbahan ng concupiscence. Ano yun? Yung kahinaan sa harap ng tukso. Ibig sabihin, hindi po pwedeng hayaan mo lang isang tao, isang grupo na may nasa kanila lahat ang kapangyarihan. Bakit? Kasi bawat tao ay may kahinaan, pwede matukso. 
Kaya ito yung pinanggagalingan. Kaya toto tayo sa diktadura. Dahil hindi po pwedeng hayaan ang isang tao o isang pamilya, isang grupo na nasa kanila lahat ang, ang kapangyarihan. Kapangyarihan kung ito na ituro kung sino ang bubuhayin, kapangyarihan na ituro kung sino ang papatayin. Hindi po pwede yung ganun. Hindi pwedeng isang pamilya, hindi pwedeng isang tao lang. Dahil kahit na sino ilagay mo dyan, kahit na pari o obispo, kahit na o santo papa, pwede rin matukso. Kaya kailangan ang mekanismo ng politika ng Estado. So we need politics. But politics, institutional is institutional love. Politics is ethics applied to the wider good. So sabi niya, once more I appeal for a renewed appreciation of politics as a lofty vocation and one of the highest forms of charity in as much as it seeks the common good. Balang araw haya, kumanap ka ng paraan na mapunta sa politika, hindi dahil sa may ambisyon ka lang, kundi ambisyon mo yung, yung makatulong. Ngayon, uulitin ko lang yung koneksyon sa katotohanan. Ha? Na kasi ang tukso, ipaghiwalayin yung paggawa ng mabuti at saka yung paghahanap sa katotohanan. Kaya test, yung research napaka-importante, no? uh, Miko. <clears throat> Bakit? Kasi nga, hindi sapat na may nagagawa ako mabuti, hindi ko na kailangan Uh, usisain pa kung saan ang gagaling yung masama. Sabi ni Pope Francis, When I was helping the poor, they called me saint. But when I asked, why are these poor people poor? Then they called me communist. Naretag agad ako. Pero <laughs> mo yun. Kasi gumawa ka na lang ng mabuti, huwag ka na mag-usisa kung ano pa yung malalim na sitwasyon, ano pa yung malalim na analysis kung bakit nagkakagalit ka. Kahit nagalit tayo, sinasabi rin ni Pope Francis na ano dapat uh, mahinahon ka pa rin <laughs> kailangan taong tao mo pa rin mahal mo pa rin yung pamilya mo uh, so mayroong spirituality ng politics kaya nananawagan siya na sana daw the best people or at least some of the best people should go into ano politics kasi it's a very noble vocation kung halimbawa papaybay ano sabihin natin na uy takbo ka naman politika ayoko niyan marumi yan ay naku, ay ba paano ngayon yun? Ang papasok lang sa politika ay yung marumi. Yung, ay ngayon, sasabihin, eh mahirap manalo eh kasi usapin ng pera yan. Dito may pumapasok. Kailangan magtulong-tulong tayo. Hindi mo pwedeng na tayo, ano, NGO work, volunteer work lang. Importante yan. Hindi pwedeng lahat humanitarian work lang. Kailangan baguhin natin yung sistema. At dito, kailangan pumasok tayo sa politika. Last point na lang. Uh, malapit na eleksyon. Ayun ngayon, kung halimbawa, kung ano nang gagawin natin dito ngayon, tapos babayaan lang natin eleksyon, uh, election May election, uh, 2022 is just 17 months away. The filing of candidacy is just 10 months away. Subtract mo pa yung Christmas kasi distracted tayo. Very ano, uh, talagang gipit na gipit na sa oras. Sinong kakandidato? Sinong susuporta sa kandidato? Where are the funds? Where, where is the mechanism and the structure? So siguro kung ako meron akong doable, tutulong ako sa pangingiliti, pang, pang pangalabit, pangtapik sa balikat. Uy, kandidato naman kayo. <laughs> o sumuporta kayo sa pagkakandidato. Ganon. Uh, wag nating pabayaan ng politika. Politics is so important. We cannot leave it to just the mere politicians. So please help wherever you are. OFW, researcher ka man dyan. Importante, ayusin at pagandaan natin itong uh, 
political practice of love through uh, election. So, ako, saludo ako sa mga nauna nagsalita. Believe ako. Pero sana, uh, pagdasal nyo rin yung simbahan. Kung ginigising ninyo yung, natin yung gobyerno, sa Bisaya pa, palihog lang. Gisingin nyo rin ang simbahan. Uh, banatan nyo rin mga pare. Huwag uh, nyo kaming patulugin. Disturb us also. Because we have all the teachings, the moral principles, and we have all the connections in different parts of the country, in different parts of the world. We are the biggest NGO, if you want to say that. <laughs> and if we neglect our role as a change maker, as a preacher, we are not being true to our Christian vocation. We need love that extends into politics. So thank you very much. <laughs> Saludo po sa inyo. Thank you, Paring Bert. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. So there are questions in the chat area here that um, I'm going to pick some of them. Uh, okay. Instead of doing that, maybe uh, we'll just ask the questions from the audience if they want to ask something from you while we are going over the questions in the chat area. So anyone who wants to ask uh, the panel, the floor is now open for questions. Yeah. Can you please identify yourself? Yeah, I'm so curious. I'm hi. from hi, and uh, thanks a lot to all the speakers. Indeed, very enlightening, very informative. I like, uh, of course, the research of Tess and also uh, the intervention of Miko. Oh, and I'm so uh, blown away by Haya. And of course, PB, who is my favorite priest. I don't like many priests, PB, but you are <laughs> one of those whom I respect. My question is this, because we are all uh, talking and should be concerned about the 2022 presidential elections, because as she said, it's very near. My question is this, and to all of you, how do we seize and change the Duterte narrative? Because the Duterte narrative is still the one that's very dominant. And as you said, it's still believed by so many people. And number two, how do we build a coalition among various political opposition groups? The left, the center, it has been a big challenge how to really get together. Unless we do that, we will not be able to uh, change Duterte. So those are my two questions. Can anyone? Yeah, maybe Tess could also answer if you want. <laughs> I will I will definitely answer that. But uh, if somebody wants to say something first. You're on mute, Tess. Tess. I was just speaking to myself because I said, God, how do you change a narrative? I, what I can add is how, 
how we change the narrative here. But even here in the US, you can see it's not changed totally. And people are still loyal to what's not right, right? What we did intentionally is like what you were saying, Father, we're not silos. We need to, we need to come as communities and we need to talk. To change the narrative is to be able to challenge what's not right, what's the, what's the untruth, what are the untruths, and then to start proclaiming what is true. But Father, this is all, no, all uh, <laughs> idealistic and coming from, the, coming from the U.S. So I think you would speak more to how do you change that narrative, which is very strong, very powerful. And <clears throat> how do you challenge what is believed to be truth because it's just pervasive? Kasi laging yun na lang eh. Laging yun na lang. Sige, Father, go na. Take it away, Father. Ako, ano eh. You don't change the narrative unless you have an alter narrative. Alternative narrative. And where do you get your alternative narrative? You don't just read. You don't just uh, invent a narrative. It's not something you hire a social marketing outfit. And then, can you please, uh, we'll pay you Please change the narrative. No, uh, sometimes they, they they we rely on marketing specialists. No, but it's again number one. Parang aniyan eh, parang kulam. Try I try to make sure that I don't fall into the spell. I I try to make sure that the 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 spell does not uh, inflict its own power on me. So, dapat meron ka rin mga ano, kung ano-anong klaseng anting-anting. No? <laughs> Kasi kung minsan, napapatanong ka eh. Sometimes you get, uh, you ask question, what are they seeing that I don't see? Maybe I'm wrong. So, it's, it's good to be humble, but at the same time, uh, to, to have a foundational reality. Talking about reality, so that's another requirement. The mindfulness that comes from touching what is really real. In this, in this age, <clears throat> in this age of surfaces and fleeting images like MTVs, there, there seems to be no substance, no foundational reality, and therefore no commitment. Uh, parties can be changed and relationships are malleable, changeable. So my own, uh, antidote would be make sure that I exercise touching the real. That's why I go and plant. I touch the real soil. I touch the real rocks. When I try to bore a hole, sometimes there's a rock there and the, these are real. The trees are real. Unlike, unlike cell phone uh, ano, uh, monitors. Walang side view. <laughs> Surfaces lang madalas. Now, anong ibig sabihin nito? Is, talagang tinuturo ngayon, all over the place, mindfulness, yung pagiging mulat, malay, gising, diwa, sa mga totoong bagay, totoong lupa, totoong damo, totoong puno, totoong bulaklak, totoong aso, totoong pusa, maya-maya, harmonin ka na rin. May nakausap ka bang totoong biktima? May nahipo mo ba yung totoong sugat? 
nakadalaw ka ba sa, sa 30,000 victims of extrajudicial killings na meron ka bang nadalaw na kahit isa o binasa, tinapos mo ba yung kwento kahit isa? Nakad, nakakausap ka ba ng totoong pulis yung sa kanilang sitwasyon? Nakahawa ka ba ng totoong barel? Naka, nakarinig ka ba ng totoong gera? Naka, nasaktan ka ba ng totoo? Katulad ng gina, kaya malakas yung kayahaya kasi yung kinukwento niya, yung mga totoo eh, human trafficking, nung nasa Sambuang ko, Buanga ako, ganyan din. Uh, so, please, let's not just invent an alternative narrative just for the sake of beating an existing narrative. Start from the real and start from the victims of the real. Start from the victims of this society, then we have an, an honest to goodness real uh, uh, alternative. Importante po para sa akin yung ganon. Uh, I don't know how far you can go, but uh, halimbawa sa church, how I wish, how we wish that I belong to a church that is uh, more or less uh, united. We're not. But that is the real, real situation. I struggle with the real. And from there, I try to give birth to a new vision through poetry, through planting, through video, through songs. And let's see what where this leads us to. Now, the other thing, of course, when it comes to election is we have to identify the real groups that are considered opposition, real groups. And then uh, the reality of fighting this administration as it is real. Ngayon, paano gagawin yan? Medyo nang, medyo nang hina akong magsa, humihina yung pagsasalita ako kasi may kinagawa kami, ayoko naman sabihin lang. <laughs> so, mag-usap tayo. <laughs> pero, may kinagawa niyo, alam ko yung kinagawa niyo. Pero, it's uh, part of the reality is many people are listening to us now and uh, part of the reality is not all people have the right to know everything. Okay. At this point, sabi ko nga, may ginagawa at sana mag, magtulong-tulong tayo. Last night, kausap ko yung mga kababaihan, pinaliwanag ko yung mga initiatives. Mukhang ano, uh, panawagan siguro mga kababaihan, malakas kayo at magpalakas pa uli. Pero ulitin ko, ipagdasal nyo rin at uh, kilitiin nyo, tapikin nyo, suntokin nyo kami sa simbahan. You challenge us also. Because the reality is, We are not really prepared in this battle. We are also hurt. We are wounded. And we are weak at this point. But we could be stronger. Thank you, Panning Bird. So um, if you noticed, uh, the speakers earlier um, shared with the group what is their I-doables before they ended their sharing. So we invite all of you who are here to, uh, this morning or this evening to also reflect on what is your I doable after listening to these four speakers. We want you to walk away bringing something that you could do concretely based on what you have heard, based on what resonates in your heart from the sharing. And, and if you could just share that in the chat area, we would be very Uh, grateful. So that's uh, something that we invite you to do. What is your I doable? Not you doable, okay? What can I do concretely after this? So for example, uh, Carol here, 
saying that she will encourage voter registration and participate in the elections. Ahaya is saying organize, organize, and that's what she's doing pretty much every day of her life. Thank you, Ahaya. You inspire us. So I invite you to write on the, in the chat area. <clears throat> So uh, Benitz here says, identify your own power and wield it powerfully and benevolently. I guess even as a doctor in a hospital, you can also do that. Thank you, Benitz. Nahiya, shy yata ang marami na sa group na to. <laughs> so, um, it's now 7.20 and uh, we are about to end our um, Zoom event now. It's already 10.30 for Tess. So, um, thank you very much. Um, Haya, Miko. Bert and Tess. And Tess, thank you for putting this together, for conceptualizing this Zoom event. Thank you for your effort. We really appreciate it. And thank you to all of you who uh, came to this Zoom event. Um, we are inviting those who are here for the first time. You are all invited to join the Ateneas for Social Justice. We have a, a Facebook page, a group. And in that group, uh, you can read all the articles that we post there about social teachings, about social justice. Um, if uh, the speakers have any readings that they would like to suggest for the people here to read, uh, you can email it to us and we will post in it in the Facebook page. We are also um, inviting you to attend the future Zoom events. We will be announcing them. Uh, we really appreciate being able to build a community here where we are, we feel safe to share what are our values, what are our um, beliefs, and what what is our vision of the world for the future. So um, this is also building community, building networks. So you are all invited to join us here in the Ateneans for Social Justice. You don't have to be an Atenean, okay? So. On behalf of the Athenians for Social Justice, we want to say thank you again and good evening or good morning for the enjoy the rest of your Saturday morning or Friday evening here. Thank you. Thank you. Father, can I ask you a question? Oh, <laughs> yes, Vinit. No, you, you, you. lang <clears throat> from ano from um. Um, from a theological point of view about power, uh, about power and anointment and um, kung meron kang karapatan. Kasi yung naalala ko sa theology at history dati is kung when you, when you speak 
and you speak from the point from the point you know when you speak as an anointed then you have the power because you are you are called and um and you have something to say and you are called to say um ano yung kaya sa akin malakas yung individual eh kasi what am i called for and i'm not a very political person in what i do but what i do in my individual uh work sa politics um how do you find who's anointed and who anoints and how does that happen in the philippines you're muted father father you're muted thank you uh, i call you benito no benito benito oh benito uh Thank you for opening that issue of uh, power. Kasi nga, katulad nung kanina, binanggit ko, our values are competence, compassion, parang hindi masyadong pinag-uusapan power. <laughs> Merong JVP, Jesuit Volunteers. So perpetual volunteers. Buti na lang, mayroong iba dyan pumapasok sa power, uh, power wielding. I think we need to discuss that further. Uh, power is there for service. And we need institutions, and institutions have resources and have power. In society, we need laws, and laws have to be uh, drafted by those who are elected to power, and they are interpreted by those who are appointed by those who are in power. So we power is everywhere and we need to have a handle on that uh, i realize that we have been teaching about values and virtues but we seldom talk really about power especially political power now that's why i challenge uh, people ako kasi nag ano ako hindi niyo naitatanong nung college ako municipal councilor na ako kung hindi ako nagpare sigurado politician siguro ako <laughs> uh, baka korok na rin ako <laughs> pero sana nga pag-usapan natin to pag sinabi mo ako kasi pang individual humanitarian lang ako eh. o, okay naman yon pero sana hindi lahat ganun <laughs> uh, kailangan tignan natin sino ba dito ang pwedeng humawak ng poder because there is power there should be power there should be laws there should be policies and there should be the implementers of these policies. Therefore, you need power to arrange and infuse uh, order in society. But if you neglect the, the chance to hold power just because you don't want to be polluted, then you lose by default. Sana nga pag-usapan yan, ng JVP, ganyan. Ano? Sana ang mga exposure programs natin sa sa high school, sa college, hindi po pwedeng puro ano, exposure to the unorganized poor. We need to have exposure to government. We need, we need exposure to NGOs, to the organized poor, to the poor who are fighting, to the poor who are organizing. Hindi pwede yung puro maliliit na bata lang. Uh, yung mga nag-aaral ng accounting, manood kayo ng, ano, ng mga bidding. Yung mga nag-aaral ng management, Pa-suriin pa, pa, yung NEDA, yung mga ganyan, ano? Uh, hindi po pwede na palagi lang tayong nagbabait-baitan. Sabi nung, uh, nung ah, ito, last na lang, 
Alibawa, sabi, be honest, di ba? Uh, be honest even if others are not. Be honest even if others will not and cannot. Ay sabi ko, pag ganyan, the dishonest will have a feast day. <laughs> Kasi sa sabi mo, be honest, eh what about the others? They are not honest. Well, as long as I'm honest, I'm okay. You may be okay, but the society is not yet okay. Parang sa pollution. Well, as long as my car does not emit of a black uh, suit, I'm okay. You may be okay. Your car might be okay. But the, 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 the air in the city is not yet okay until you enter into the demand for honesty and the demand for pure air. So sana po, uh, pag-usapan natin to sa Alumni Affairs Office. Uh, can, can we, hindi po pwedeng yung treatment ng alumni office, puro solicitation lang sa mayayaman. <laughs> I, I have a question. Yes. May I have a quick question for Tess? Pwede, Dana? For Tess. Tess. Sure. Uh, sure. This is about um, character uh, flaws mm -hmm. as... Um, uh, as what uh, can bring a political leader down. I, uh, some people very knowledgeable of the US election told me mm -hmm. that it is not about the flaws in Trump's character that pulled him down. Mm -hmm. no. It is not about his misogynism. It is not about, you know, all his, uh, you know, tweets. No, it was not about that. It was mm -hmm. rather about the issues that people cared for. They, they don't care if this guy, you know, mouths a thousand lies, but what they care is that, well, you see, um, my problem is I don't have money. I don't have uh, food on the table. I don't mm -hmm. have health care. I don't have, the reason I'm asking that is, you know, applying that to the Philippines. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Duterte's character flaws are very, very obvious, very visible, misogynistic, you know, lying left, right, and center, and, you know, doing all those, you know, um, infuriating things. Yet, his popularity is 21%, 91%. So my, my sense is maybe we should change our strategy. It won't work if you say, hey, vote him down because he's misogynistic, because he says this and that about women. He did this and that about the drug addicts, this and that. But something about, you know, the issue that they care for, that not even COVID, you know, I mm -hmm. heard somebody from the US say that it was not COVID that brought Trump down. It was not mm -hmm. what he was, did not do. The people do not care about that. Mm -hmm. What they cared for is healthcare, what they cared for is food. So maybe here in the Philippines, Attacking, um, the attacking about misogyny, about, you know, that he mm -hmm. sleeps until two o'clock in the afternoon, that will not help. And it has not, we saw that, no? Mm -hmm. But maybe the issues that you really the care issues. for, yes. you know, the drivers are now begging, yes. but, you know. Um, so what, what do you think, Tess? I, I mm -hmm. like your point of view because you are a... Uh, from here yes yes yeah. and that's what and that's what they that's that was the biggest shift too because the people who were supporting trump are the rule in the rural areas the ones who really yeah. did not have but the ones who were truly suffering because of all of these policies they thought that they were being supported by trump you know but mm -hmm. when 
But when people changed and saw that, oh, Sandali lang, the one, he was stealing money from the poor. What I'm saying is he was not, he was being supported by people who were poor because they thought that he was giving them money. But yeah. when you look at it critically, he wasn't. He was taking it from them. And so that was the one that, and, and I think that's why Haya is, is very good for this conversation because it was the young people, the mm. young people who galvanized in terms of looking, because it's critical thinking na yun eh, and people are so, mm. are so wedded into their thinking. And so having that change to see, ay sandali lang, we're not the ones, you know, we are poor and we're not the ones being helped. I think the reason why, sorry, one minute lang, one second. The yeah. reason why high is very Zoom effective. will end soon, so just to let ah, Okay, okay, okay. The, the, yeah, the reason why high is very effective is because he she really brought up issues that affected her. Yes. So my yes. grandmother, you know, my yes. father, my mother. Yes. yes. That, it is not because he did, she didn't bring that, oh, Trump is misogynistic, oh, Trump. You know, yes. You know, it is the issues that matter to matter. me. Yes. That yes. is what makes her very forceful, very persuasive. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, That's true. The ones uh, that speak, yes, yeah. personally. Uh, well, the personal is political, right? Correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, that's what I meant by changing the narrative. That's you know? right. You don't right. just attack this person for, you know, but what is the issue? Mm -hmm. No? Mm -hmm. Anyway, mm -hmm. you stop there, Donna, so you don't. Yes, so uh, I will have to say something because the Zoom might end soon. So say yeah. your um, goodbyes and thank you for joining us. Um, in, uh, you know, we encourage you to continue the conversation. So if you could join the Facebook page and um, bring up um, ideas there or comments and find people to, to chat with. So I think um, that's important. <coughs> But um, it's also important that we just don't talk about it, that we do something. So tama yung mga, mga suggestions about, you know, organize, be part of a community and, and do something. Do, kailangang may action, hindi lang, um, you know, hindi, hindi lang pakikinig at pagsasalita. So. Yeah, let's have a class picture, Donna. Let the people get Paki, out of the boxes. Pakibasa okay. lang yung isang comment ko, please. Okay, so... Um, Father, alin yung may nag-text sa akin? Yes. Okay. So, um, yung chat, <coughs> chat, sinabi ni Father na may nag-text sa kanya na dapat daw i-challenge din pati ang Armed Forces of the Philippines, hindi lang ang simbahan. Super importante din yun. So, lahat ng institutions, gaya na sinabi ni Haya na um, you know, para sa mga bata, nakaka-disillusion talaga yung institution. Pero, Isa sa, okay, I'm giving my age. <laughs> I'm in my early 50s. And, but institutions are very important because in order for change to be sustainable, it has to be part of an institution. So, mahalaga na, na merong uh, balance of power in sinabi ni Father na um, kailangan merong checks and balances. Yun yung lang yung paraan para yung, yung commitment dun sa mission at vision meron siyang in, uh, inherent um, structure to, to check that, to balance and to, to have checks and balances. So, 
Okay, so maganda yung usapan. So, but we might have to be, um, what do you call this? Uh, booted out. So, uh, if that happens, salamat sa that. I took a screen. I, I oh, took yeah, a yeah. screenshot. Um, kaso mga well, pangalan yung naka. Yeah, but these are people's names. Get out of the box. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, do you want to do a screenshot, Donna? Yeah, turn yeah, on. Yeah, I your... did. Okay, thank you. I took a screenshot. Okay, but um, again, I, I repeat. Uh, please. Uh, get uh, when you get out of this um Zoom event, write down your I doable. We challenge yeah. you to do that. If there's anything that you got out from this Zoom event, what is it? Your what is your I doable? What is your I doable? 